And you can live in the day. I'll get right into it then. How do you view willpower? <clears throat> I haven't thought about willpower in a long time. The monks taught me that willpower is energy and awareness. And there's two different like layers to it. The first surface layer is willpower is um, an energy that is like desire so it creates a goal motivated behavior but the other layer is that you are or that we are or that the soul is willpower so the soul is the energy that we call willpower which is an interesting thing does that does that remind you of anything does that uh I'll have a follow-up when you finish. You go ahead. Okay. So a study showed that the more you resist desires, the harder it will be to continue resisting desires over time. So that's in terms of willpower. As an example, if you resist to someone offers you cookies at lunchtime and you resist them, and then you get offered chocolate cake in the evening, then you're less likely to be able to resist it in the evening after having been offered the cookies at lunch as a simple example. Mm -hmm. Wait, so <clears throat> what was the, what was the first thing you said about the more you resist desires, the uh -huh. harder it will be to continue resisting desires over time. Right, 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 right. So that's, so, the, that's the surface yeah. level understanding of willpower, right? The energy kind of discipline, factor um yes keep going so the solution is don't exert more willpower but plan your life so you don't have to use willpower as an example don't buy chocolate and other things to have in your house because then they'll require willpower not to eat it just don't buy in the first place and then you won't have to use willpower not to eat it yeah yeah that's one way to think about it tell me more well i think this is an interesting thing if you can internalize the idea that willpower is not it's not something that you use well here's the number one rule for willpower the more you use it, the more you get. Okay, so the more you can strengthen the muscle of willpower on that first surface level, right? Thinking of it as energy, the more you'll have. So it grows within you. It doesn't diminish. So I would say the cookie thing would be an interesting test to see if you could actually use it. Because I think avoiding it is risky as well. I mean, obviously you should only keep foods in your home that, uh, or keep activities in your life that, that support your goals. But there's the, the other side of self-mastery says that, that that's not an issue. Because if we want something bad enough, 
we execute the proper actions or behavior to achieve our goals. So if Tom has a goal in mind to achieve a certain level of fitness, he could be in a, he could live in a cookie factory <laughs> and he could still achieve his goals. So that's where we want to all get to. We want to all be unshakable. We, we don't want to deal with the small mundane tracking and micromanagement, micromanagement of willpower. Um, that's exhausting. We only have so much decision capacity throughout a day and fatigue sets in not long, maybe at like 10 a.m. You could, you could get to the point of decision fatigue if you're living a busy lifestyle. So we need to reduce the amount of decisions we're making and uh, have to make so that we can focus our energy, our willpower, our discipline on, on things that are bigger, higher priority. And we can let those smaller things, you know, go. They shouldn't consume our mind. So I would say, you know, yes and no. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I was thinking, could you give examples of how to practice growing your willpower? So uh, typically, uh, I was trained that growing willpower is uh, achieving um, success in everything that you that you do, um, but to a higher degree. So it's it's usually in the little things as well. Whatever you do, do it better than expected. Whether someone else expects you to do something well, or you expect it, but do it better. Do more. Overachieve, and you seem to naturally kind of fill up the reservoir of willpower and it starts to overflow and you achieve more and more and more. So if you're constantly overachieving example, let's say you're, let's say you have a dirty dish in the kitchen and you could rinse the dish and leave it in the sink and then wait for it to pile up to put it in the dishwasher. Or you muster up a little bit of courage, a little bit of discipline and willpower, and you take the dish and put it in the, the dishwasher after you're done using it. Now, that kind of seems like a small, mundane, insignificant event, but it's not. If you, if you know what I'm talking about, for, the, for people out there, and I know people know what I'm talking about, dishes pile up. You're busy, right? In, in my own life, you gotta you gotta feed the baby. Um, you gotta make sure she's not crawling on something that's gonna kill her. You know, you gotta also do something for work, or you gotta answer the phone, or you're you're looking at Twitter. Like you got five different things going on at the same time, right? The dish can easily pile up, but if you take the dish and you actually manage it from a full kind of life cycle and put it in the dishwasher and finish it like it's in the dishwasher. That's kind of like a karma. And that karma is resolved at that moment. And then the dishwasher fills up 
and you wash the dishes on a cycle. But but leaving it out in the open, dirty and 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 stuck of, of like weird gray energy in the physical plane, it's kind of an unresolved lack of discipline. And if you can leave the dishes out, you can also make poor decisions on your diet. You can make poor decisions on your clothing and your speech and your driving abilities and your relationship conversations. I mean, the idea is that the microcosm reflects the macrocosm and vice versa. Okay, how we act in the small ways is how we act in the big ways, right? If I can leave the dish out on the counter, maybe I can also slow down in the race and not finish the 5k with the time that I thought because I gave up towards the end. So the idea is do the small things better. Make sure that things are cleaner that, than when you saw them, when you when you first showed up in the room. When you leave, clean the make sure the room is cleaner. Blah. That's hard to say. When you uh when you're around the kitchen, make sure that the dishes that you use are put away after you use them uh clothing make sure clothing is when it comes out of the dryer it's put away instead of left out in a pile it's it's those things that develop willpower on the first level on the first level of believing that it's energy on the second level before you go into the second level, yeah yeah it sounds more like you're not increasing your willpower by using it it's more like at first let's say for a few weeks as you're using willpower those things will if you do them every day will become a habit and then you won't need to rely on willpower to do them to do them anymore correct it'll be more of a lifestyle correct. so is it is it really increasing willpower or is it more just becoming a habit in where you don't need to use as much willpower yes it's it's everything you want you want the difficult things, the little difficulties in life to become a habit of success, right? So then that, that's not a decision anymore. That's not something that can exhaust our discipline uh, or willpower reserves, right? Because then every, we, we move on to other things. We do other things that are harder, more challenging, right? Like we, we graduate from the little things. Okay, we have the dishes figured out. Great. That's not a challenge anymore. That's not a, a, a discipline growth practice, right? We move on to the person that I hate at work. <laughs> I mean, we move on to something else. Um, and you're right. You, you don't want to get stuck in the small habitual exercise. Just like fitness. We can't do the same fitness routine for years and expect good results eventually our body will reach homeostasis and lifting 100 pounds isn't going to build the same amount of muscle six months from now right today it may cause fatigue and lactic acid buildup but three weeks from now you're not even going to be able to tell that you worked out if you keep the same 
volume, intensity, or frequency in the gym. So the volume, intensity, frequency, or VIF profile of athletic performance is, is the same thing in life, right? The microcosm of a philosophical principle or physiological principle reflects the macrocosm. Same thing that works in the gym to build a muscle works in life to build the muscle of willpower. Same thing, right? We need to intensify what we're doing in life constantly in order to grow. And that's exhausting. That should sound exhausting to you. Like, God, I have to keep doing more. And yeah, it kind of sucks from one perspective because the body is so good at reaching homeostasis. The mind, not only is it good at reaching homeostasis, the mind wants to backslide. Like the mind wants to go backwards to doing less. The mind is so lazy. It wants, you know what the word is for the mind? Efficient, right? It's, it's glucose absorption and, and metabolic processes makes it efficient. The less you do, the better at, uh, ch uh, chances of survival. That's kind of the instinctive side of us, right? And again, the microcosm reflects the macrocosm. The small picture of efficiency is going to reflect in the whole. And if you buy into that idea and say, okay, well, if I do less, I'll survive here. Meaning if I do less, I'll feel better. If you believe that, if you start to buy into the instinctive mind, it will take you down with it. And those cookies will be irresistible instead of someone who's achieving more. And the, uh, instead of someone who says, um, I, those cookies are not even on my radar. They can be, I don't care where they are. It's just not a part of my routine right now. So what I'm talking about is, is, is turning all this stuff into a habit so that you, you conquer the little things and the stupid cookies don't become a factor. And you, you could buy them. You could, you could have them in your hand. Your spouse could be eating them. It shouldn't matter. But not everyone is there yet, and that's fine. But that's how you do it. That's, that's, those are the philosophical perspectives behind willpower and energy and, and desire. And then those are some of the practical applications of how we reach self-mastery. So instead of your subconscious influencing your conscious, you want to train your conscious to have power over your subconscious. Correct. The subconscious is only good at a few things like memory patterns, where we store data that we may need again, right? Subconscious. The ability for me to store 3D models of, of a memory pattern. No big deal, right? I mean, it's a big deal. It's like the reason why we don't have to relearn everything every day. But in terms of intelligence, it's, it, it's, it's not 
how we reach peak performance. The way we reach peak performance is the moment, the present moment and mastery over that. The conscious mind is where we live. The conscious mind is where we can achieve spontaneity. And um, beyond that, there's more, right? There's the, there's the super conscious, there's the intuition, there's the sensing of what should happen for a better future. When we remove ourselves from, I think Peterson would call it episodic memory patterns. When we remove ourselves from the day-to-day simple stuff, we can focus on the big things that have yet to come. And so I think Okay, so here's the struggle I think I see for someone in the beginning who's, who's just kind of learning this stuff. They're so focused on discipline and willpower as um, something that they micromanage. They have to worry about every little thing. Like, oh, I have to worry about, you know, an alcoholic has to worry about each and every day that they're sober. Someone who's overweight has to manage each and every meal and each calorie that comes in. And so when you're micromanaging all those details, you you cannot tap into, or you have a difficulty, a greater difficulty, tapping into these higher resources of intuition, right? Which make life a little easier because all the small stuff isn't micromanaged by your conscious mind anymore. It's subconscious. It just happens naturally. That's where we all, try, that's what we're all trying to get to, right? And then what we want is for someone to say, oh, you're so disciplined. How do you manage to do that? And then we want to have the reaction, well, I actually don't think about it at all. It's just second nature, right? The second nature part is the subconscious. Like, gosh, how do you walk from your car to your door? How do you do that? It's like, I didn't even think about that, right? My body learned how to walk 35 years ago. And I don't think about taking each and every step. But a baby is like, that is self-mastery, right? Like impressive. (laughs) Because Maya is trying to manage each and every step. So we're all at those different stages. So we look at, you know, maybe you and I look at Gary Vee and we're like, wow, you know, how do you get to the point of managing millions and new ideas and new investments and things like that? And he's like, oh, it's second nature, right? So we're all kind of looking ahead of ourselves to the future and looking at our role models and things like that. I mean, I don't know why I chose Gary Vee. He's not even a role model of mine, but probably not of yours either. Um, actually, I can't really stand the guy, but um, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's different. Let's say Jordan Peterson. No, that's a good role model, no? Yeah, yeah. Great writer. Yeah, for sure. Great teacher. Great speaker. Yeah. I mean, Gary Vee's cool. I wouldn't, I don't want to disrespect him because, you know, I understand, from what I understand, people like run into him a lot on the street. So if I run into him in California, I don't want him to be upset at me. <laughs> But um, I just think he swears. He's just got like a foul mouth. That's a, that's pretty much all that bothers me. I still don't know what he does, though. I, I don't know, like, how he generates income or what his day-to-day thing is like. I don't I just still don't understand what he does. 
I don't know either. I don't follow Gary. Yeah. I think he's like a motivator. I I, I don't. He has a lot of like motivational speeches. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means though. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I was trying to look up like this mystical teaching of willpower, which is in merging with Shiva. Would this be the other level you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have this book on my computer and chapter so there's a whole chapter on willpower and merging with shiva that merging with shiva is a book that my paramaguru wrote my teacher's teacher okay so how do we cultivate willpower well what do we mean by will will means that if you're going to complete something you complete it finish that which you begin Finish it well beyond your expectations, no matter how long it takes. If you are going to do something, do it well, no matter if it is a simple task or a complicated one. If you're going to read a book and intend to finish the book, then read the book. Finish the book and understand what it had to offer you. So that's the basic point of, um, of willpower as a macrocosm right if if that's true and we take every little thing that we're in charge of that we have to decide over and we do it well well theoretically if everything's interconnected then everything reflects those good decisions and we can continue to make good decisions based on a habit I think Socrates would, or not Socrates, I think um, Plato would, would kind of agree with that because he's famously known for coining the uh, idea that success is a habit. It's, 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 just, it's just a memory pattern, success. And I think... Um, in terms of what? In, in terms of <laughs> repetitive action. But it's in success, like success as well well success as in achieving what you dream of what you think of and achieving it right i i would consider that a basic form of success right rokas let's do a podcast okay i would say we've achieved success in that basic idea right because we just we've we've done it as an episode yeah so so success is is obviously case by case but it's the philosophical idea of success is achieving that which you think of i would think and plato said that success is 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 a skill it's it's not something that is like made up of magic and luck it's it's just a habit of of well what did he say oh aristotle we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Okay, so wait, it's not Aristotle. It originally written in 1926. There's a really cool website that um, takes popular quotes and, and debunks who they're actually from. It's pretty cool, but I can't find who originally said that. Anyway, the quote, the quote is still the same idea, right? 
Excellence is not an act, it's a habit. We are what we repeatedly do. So that that is the philosophy of what we're talking about here. Willpower is not something magical that comes out of nowhere. It comes out of like inspiration. Inspiration and motivation are a very small part and they're very insignificant. I, I can't stress that enough, how insignificant inspiration and motivation is when you're trying to achieve something it's not something to depend on at all it we want things to be habits and uh we want to save inspiration and motivation for other things we don't have time to like depend on inspiration and motivation we have to act we have to just step by like methodically do the things we want to do and and be done with it so that's the half that's the kind of the half finished jobs the things you start and don't finish that's not helping you that's not helping your willpower and i want to go to the idea where he talks about okay willpower energy and awareness we're all considered the same thing okay so this is taking it from level one to level two like from plain existential type understanding to mystical religious understanding of what willpower is okay i can't find it it's a really dense book so i'm i'm missing it but just thinking about it is kind of reminding me of what i wanted to say all right here's the idea if you believe that not only do you have willpower but that you are willpower, then it helps solidify the idea that you are unstoppable, right? And I think that's an important thing to think about and believe in. Who, who wouldn't want to believe in that, right? So explain you are willpower. So if you, if willpower is simply, if energy that completes things and does things and motivates itself and springs from nowhere and replenishes itself with more. If you are, if that's what you are, like if that's what you're made up of, well, then there's nothing that can stop that except for yourself. Like you, it's just you stopping you. But if, how do I, how do you explain that? If the soul like the matter of the soul in the physical plane on earth in a human body, if the energy that moves the body is willpower, then it's not something that you, you get. It's just that which you are. That's the idea that, that I was taught. So in that sense, there is no exhaustion like in the, in the big grand picture, right? There's no diminishing of what you are. You just move, you just do, you just act. There's nothing you can't do, that idea. So that, does that make sense? Like we've talked about this idea before, but it's possibly too, too old of a teaching for me to explain it well enough. And I need more 
I need another perspective on it to, to realign myself with it again, because it's just second nature for me. It's almost like a river trying to thirst its own, quench its own thirst. Like the river is water. So it's like, how do I get willpower to do this thing? It, that question doesn't make sense because you are the, the willpower that does the thing. You just need to do, you just need to move. Okay. Like to me, that's the common plight of the undisciplined, right? Oh, how do I do this thing? How am I going to muster up the energy to do this? And it's like, well, you, you have to reach down into yourself and just, just be more of yourself or understand that that energy does not come from anywhere else but yourself. And some people need inspiration and motivation to tap into their energy reserves. But the idea here is to get rid of that, that um, need and to simply tap into this source of yourself through self-discovery and have an infinite inflow of, of energy or an infinite um, hold on who you are. So if that does make sense, if you were water, you would never be thirsty to use hydration as a form of metaphor, maybe. So if you are energy itself, if you are willpower itself, if that's what you're made up of, right? Like some electrical spark type thing running through a human body, then you don't diminish, you don't downgrade or degrade or, or you don't need to charge up. You just need to believe again that you are that which is constantly alive, constantly flowing, constantly active. It just needs to happen again. Then what's the point of the surface level teaching if you have that? Yeah, that's a good question. The, the surface level teaching is needed for people who can't quite internalize or believe in this mystical side of it, right? You need the, you need the, the simple steps for people who aren't ready to, to hear that. But for people who can kind of believe and... and you know, seek something a little bit deeper than, than the basics in life, though that's the next level of teaching. And, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure which one is better to know right away. The first one just makes more sense out of personal experience as an example, because it's a lot easier to follow willpower in the mornings and afternoons than Sometimes I notice myself, sometimes in the evening, slipping up, like some things. I'm not sure how to explain, but yeah, it's, it just seems harder sometimes in the evenings to do some things than it is in the mornings. So it's like, it does seem like when you sleep, willpower replenishes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can look at it as a muscle. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Then, but then with the second teaching, that 
also make sense. I'm not sure of the right terminology of explaining it, but you just don't listen to your emotions or feelings. Because yeah. a lot of people let emotions and feelings guide their decisions. Yes. So it's just a matter of being the true essence of yourself and just following. It's just if you need to do something, you do that thing because you are willpower. Yeah. And you don't listen to those feelings and emotions. Yes. It's not like you're being reduced in any way. It's like, it's not like if you get tired and unmotivated, you're proving that you're, you're not willpower. What's going on is like, you're getting further away from yourself via emotions and just physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion that happens. And this, this substrate, this, this organic human flesh does need regeneration via sleep and nutrition etc etc but that doesn't that doesn't ultimately determine how much you can achieve it, it just if you need and, and and we know this because people have achieved far greater things in moments of exhaustion right because all of a sudden they pull something from somewhere. They grab energy from somewhere. And it's, it's a moment of like self-identification. It's a moment of remembering who you are. And that's how people become the motivators and the in inspiring speeches and things like that and the great acts. And it's like we kind of, when, when we, and it's, it's funny because when we are tired and, and exhausted is, and we decide to test those limits, is when we figure out where where our limits can go and, and how far we can go to achieve the unachievable. And you kind of have to be in those dark, exhausted places at times to expand your capacity for more. It's not necessarily going to be when you're well-rested, <laughs> when you're full, and when you're everything is going well. That's not kind of historically how we achieve increased capacity of, of willpower. It's when we're burnt out, finished, and ready to, to give up that we actually need to capitalize on those moments to increase our capacity. So the idea here is, is capacity. That's what I'm kind of moving on to is um, think of a tank, right? Think of energy as a tank and uh, our, our internal tanks um, fill up with energy. And with, with this idea, the tank uh, can store only a, a finite amount the teaching here is to not improve like willpower, but to increase our capacity for energy. How do we increase our capacity? How come, how come that person over there can do more than I can? So taking that, that idea to the tank, they have like some, somehow they have a bigger capacity for energy and I have a smaller one or they kind of refill their tank faster than I do. Okay, so 
knowing that that's true, that we're all different and we all have these different capacities for energy, we need to then learn how to increase our capacity or to have our, have our tanks never run out. And we, we have to do more and, and, and finish things and, and small things to increase our capacity. And, and the, the tank idea goes away when we go to the second level. The idea that the tank even existed in the first place goes away when we become the tank or we become the source of the tank of what's inside, right? Like unlimited capacity is then at our, at our disposal within our reach is this unlimited idea. So maybe the per, you know, maybe people, um, run across these teachings in different ways and maybe it's the first one they're more accustomed to maybe that's usually the first one we hear about the motivator kind of like we we see an inspiring speech on youtube or something and then figure out these step-by-step ways of becoming more fit and, and, and smarter or reading faster or something like read a book a week or something like that like maybe that's the first approach or maybe that's the first stage of our learning. And then eventually maybe we find the Yogi who says all that stuff is well and good, but you're, you're simply like running up a mountain of yourself. Like everyone's kind of trying to get to the next level and not realizing that they are the mountain. And all they had to do was like, zoom out for a second that's the yogi talking that's the mystic so the mystic is doing everything a little faster and doing everything a little bit more complete top down as as they say the yogi is looking at life top down from the mountaintop he's looking at the town as a whole it's a, what I call a Superman complex. I think that's the second time I've used this, that phrase on this show. And the first time I used it, I think I, I said I claimed it. <laughs> so Superman is up there and he's hearing everything. He's seeing the whole world from up in space. And he's, he can tune in to everyone and hear all the trouble going on in the world. So he's looking at things from the top down looking at the overview, the big picture, that's the mystic, right? That's the yogi. Okay. For everyone who's not a yogi and a mystic, they're looking at the details. So we go back and forth. I go back and forth. Some days I'm the mystic and the yogi. Other days I'm stuck in the details, right? We need the ability to go back and forth to just have one or the other is incomplete. We want both. So like which stage is better? Neither. At different times, we'll need different stages. Because sometimes you're going to be burnt out. You're not going to be able to do anything. You need a good night's sleep, whatever. Fine. Get the good night's sleep. Wake up on time. Methodically do what you need to do. 
put the dishes in the dishwasher. At other times, you can have this top-down perspective and have a moment of enlightenment, realization, insight, intuition, whatever. You have that and you achieve more somehow in some mysterious way. We don't want to just say, okay, I'm one or the other because that works. We want to be fluid because both are going to work at different times and one's not going to be appropriate. I don't think I ever try to just give one perspective on anything. Some people, some people are going to find stage one is where they're at. Other people are going to find stage two, two is where they at, or they want to get to stage two and that's fine. So I think I have an idea, like an example of how some people have reached stage two. So uh, people who have gone through Navy SEAL training, they say that the mind gives up before the body. So there's a mental barrier which stops you from accessing the full power of your body. Because you want to, as an example, you're running up a mountain. You want to get to the top of the mountain by just running up it. So your mind will make up a lot of excuses for you to stop running. And when you, when you come to a point where the mind understands that you will not stop, then that barrier falls and you access your full potential. And I think that's like the stage two, just where you understand that you are willpower. Yeah. So how did that sound? Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's right. I agree. I think that's where all of the, the motivators are coming from. I think that's where Jocko Willink is coming from. I think that's where Peterson is coming from. Um, uh, who's that one guy who, who, I mean, go on to Instagram and like search for some motivating hashtag and all of these people will come up. David Goggins. That's what I was thinking of. I think that's what, I think that's what everyone of these people is trying to say. And, and, and they're saying it again and again, because that's, that's like one of the best things that you can say. It's one of the best things that you can talk about. And, and we're not dead yet. We need to talk about something. So we might as well talk about the best things there are to talk about. That's kind of a Socratic line of thinking, right? Like Aristotle wrote all of these discourses about Socrates and his day-to-day -day life. And he would go to a party or something. And instead of like being normal and talking about sports, which he did as well in athletics, but he would talk about like the essence of athletics and like what it means to be an athlete deep down inside or, or what does love mean? What does justice mean? Like the real important things. And you take Jocko and Peterson and Goggins and all of these great people. Is there, is there a woman in that space? Um, I don't know. I don't mean to leave out the other sex, but I don't know any i know tony robbins wife is like a world-class uh leader in this space as well in her own private practice and then you have stephen covey 
all of these people, right, are saying what, what you're saying about the mountain. They're talking about stage two. When they give that speech, when they do that podcast, when they, when they write their book, they're talking about level two, becoming willpower in that moment. That's the, I, think, I think that's the fun part to talk about, right? But the, you need the stage one detail. You need the level one details because it's just not always going to hit you like that. Because um, you want to be able to do it at all, all the time, even in things you don't want to do, even more so, right? So say I'm at work and I don't want to do this thing. I wasn't, I wasn't terribly motivated to do a technical write-up yesterday about about 20 pages long and I have to distill it into um, like 10 pages of a technical write-up of a uh, create a synopsis basically and uh, you know you, you have to that's when you have to get into the weeds and chunk down right so this big 20 page document you need to take it one page at a time if you can't do that you have to take it one paragraph at a time you know, so if I can do this paragraph here, uh, the Pomodoro method, like if I do this paragraph here, I'll go and take a five minute break and then I'll do the next paragraph and I'll take a break and I'll do the next paragraph. Um, at that moment, I'm not really like the mountain. <laughs> I'm not like the greatest technical writer. And all of a sudden I conquer technical writing and like, the pages fly off and I'm inspired to do everything. No, not going to happen because it's, it's not the most passionate thing I've ever done. And I don't think I want it to be the most passionate thing. And if, if I did great, would it matter? Not really. Right. And the only reasons that you really know about Rokas, right. Can make that understandable, but that's when we go back and forth if you don't want to run, right, but you want to achieve the Goggins state of unlimited running, you still have to chunk it down because you're not a trained athlete like Goggins. No matter how, and this is the Covey form of maps, no matter how motivated you are, no matter how much discipline you have, no matter what, what is driving you, if you're like pure willpower, if you're, if you're not trained physically, you ain't going to run. You ain't going to make it. You're going to fall and pass out on the floor and your physiological processes will take over no matter what. So Covey said, if you're in Chicago, but you think you're in, what did he say? New York or something. And you're trying to get to that New York place, but you're in Chicago. It ain't going to happen, right? You are on using the wrong map. So a paradigm shift is great, but you need the right map first. Okay. So level two is great, but you need level one. Running a marathon is, is a great goal for anyone because it strives to be your best self and it requires endurance and dedication. However, if you've never run before, the chances of you running a marathon, no matter how motivated you are, are very low. You need to run a quarter marathon first, right? Or you need to walk a half marathon. You need to be able to 
probably squat and lift a little weights and like condition a bit. And then if you can like run 20 miles, motivation could pro uh, that level two can probably get you the last six miles. That's the point, right? Without your body completely shutting down. So you have to be somewhat conditioned. So in order to, to really be your best self and to be this, this unstoppable force, you, you should take the little things that you can't do in life and do those first. Put the dishes away. Brush your teeth on a daily basis. Right, Get into a routine of some sort. And then the bigger things will, will be a little bit more natural. Yeah, I think natural is a good word. I have no more. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Rokas, for making this all happen. Thank you as well, Varsh. Happy to be here with you. Thanks to the listeners. And uh, if anyone has any uh, ideas or topics or anything that, that inspires you, well, we, we can talk about that too. You can even come on the show. You can get a hold of me at Raj at rajanshankar.com. That'll be in the show notes. Uh, that's my email. I love my email. And uh, if you want to read more about stuff like this, uh, it, I write a little bit about willpower in my book, Everything is Your Fault. That is on Amazon. Um, and if you've already bought Everything is Your Fault and read it, if you could leave an Amazon review, that would be great. It helps me. It helps my publisher. And it makes everyone kind of... Uh, have a better chance of seeing it pop up if it gets higher ranks in the book ranking system on Amazon. And, uh, and if you like the podcast, tell someone about it, tell, tell one person and then they'll tell one person and then more people will hear the show. So we appreciate you getting this far and we'll see you next time.